week, but a lot of men forward to Hayda. Fuller scores for Costa Rica and sets up this World Cup group. Casey Fuller with a this is Dennis and Friends. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dennis and Friends podcast, a place where my friends and I like to talk about whatever we want to talk about, whatever interests us, or what's going on in the world. I am Dennis. I am the host of the show. Episode 49 is here right now. And of course, we are still in World Cup mode because why wouldn't we be in World Cup mode? Dawson's back. He's in the house tonight. And we're going to talk all the action that happened today in groups E and F, I think, are the groups that played today, if I remember correctly. Yeah, something like that. Four really interesting games for various different reasons and a lot of wacky results today. So let's start with Spain versus Germany because that was the easily the best game of the day. It was the primetime game. And by primetime, we mean like 1 p.m., like Central Standard <laughs> Time for us. But in Qatar, it's probably like 10 p.m. 1-1 one, one draw, deserved result for both sides? Or do you think one side should have won over the other? No, I wanted to see Spain. I feel like Spain deserved the win. I don't know. That might just be me being a little biased towards Spain because I don't I don't really like the Germany squad this year. Um, but I mean, based on how they played, I, I thought it was pretty fair. Germany showed some showed some life um, coming off of that upset loss, which was nice to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, this Spain squad just really looks deadly, so I really wanted them to pull out the win. Yeah, I thought it was fair. I thought Germany should have won at the end with that play that they had. I don't know why Sané didn't just chip that over or something. I don't know. He made the wrong decision there, like, easily. Yeah. Um, Was I thinking really weird? I only really watched, like, I've gone back and watched some of the first half, but I really watched the second half. Because I was at church and, you know, it took me forever to leave and stuff. Did Rodri play center back today? Is that what happened? Um, I'm, it looks like he did. Because, like... Yeah, that's what they've got on the line. If Busquets is there in the midfield, and if he's not playing center back, I guess Rodri was the center back. I don't know. I just thought that was a little odd. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, I feel like Busquets is better served as a center back at this point in his career than Rodri is, because yeah, Rodri's like right. probably the best defensive midfielder in the world right now, um, arguably. I don't know. That, I thought that was weird. I thought yeah. I thought a, a couple standout guys, you know, I thought, you know, Gavi and Pedri did their thing again. Um, I thought, you know, Morata did well when he came on. Obviously, he scored the goal. Um, I yeah. thought Danny Oma was pretty good today as well. Um, Me too. Thought uh that Carvajal played well today. As far as Germany guys go, thought Rudiger had that goal, but he didn't. Um, thought their midfield was fine. Musiala played a lot better today than he did against uh, Japan. I will say that was a big improvement for him. And then I thought Neuer was pretty awesome for the most part. Yeah, I'd agree. Neuer. I mean, the goal, the goal that beat Neuer was just a really great cross. And then I think, was it Asensio or no, it wasn't Asensio. It was the first one was Murata. 
Yeah, the goal that they scored or the one that was called offside? Yeah, the goal they scored. Murata's flick yeah, was just so, so good. Just so, and like the angle where he was when he flicks it up, like, I don't know what, I want to know what's going through Neuer's head because it's like, I don't know what I would do in that situation, but like, I, I feel like the last place that he was expecting him to flick, flick it would be up and near post, you yeah, know? So, yeah. That was a great finish by Murata. Um, yeah, I think, I thought Danny Omo really impressed me today. I thought his shots that he had and his chances that he created were really, really good. And that's partially why, like I agree, Germany should have won it in the very end. Um, but just the the reason that I felt like Spain should have taken the win was like in the first half, I feel like this game could have very easily been put out of reach for Germany. Um, the Sp- The chances that Spain had were like firecracker shots and like really elite chances that, you know, were just slightly off. Like, I'm not going to say the finishing wasn't there because, like, they were crazy shots that, like, Jordi Alba's shot. I don't know. I don't, you remember that? Like, like barely whiffs on the outside of the post. Like, that was fantastic. And if that had gone in, that would have been nuts. But, yeah, I mean, I thought Spain looked really, really good again. And it sort of coming off that 7-0 win, like, I feel like we were all kind of like, uh, yeah, that was an impressive win, but it was against Costa Rica, you know? And so I think this showing really kind of proved that they're, they're legit. Um, not that anyone thought they weren't, but you know, that was a good game today. And I thought Germany did, did really well. Um, also coming off of their loss. I thought Kimmich did amazing. He's so he good, great. man. Oh my he's gosh. He's so fun to watch too. Like, especially for a CDM type position player you know like he it's amazing to watch how he gets involved still um rather than just sitting back you say that about costa rica and that that's a good segue into their game how did they win today i wake up and i had to get up at five this morning to uh go to rehearsal at church and Uh (laughs) i get out of the shower and they had just scored and I was like, why is it one nothing? How long ago did this happen? And I only had to flip back like 30 seconds. And it was like, oh, so this was like a terrible error from Japan yeah. that led to this. Mm-hmm. Like, what the heck happened? I, I, I need sure. to finish the game. I haven't, admittedly, have not finished this game either. But, oh, my yeah. gosh, Kaylor Anoff was just so much better today than he was yeah. the other day. <laughs> Yeah, huge bounce back game for him. And also it just it sucks for the like after Japan's upset, you know, I just kind of got attached to them of like I'm going to I'm going to root for them. And so like I think I said in the episode we were talking about their upset win. I was like or no, I texted in our group chat after that game and I was like Japan's kind of got like an easy path to getting out of the group stage now cuz they play Costa Rica next and surely they're going to win. Um, but apparently not. <laughs> uh, there goes that. So, um, yeah, I mean, that goal, though, like, it stinks for Japan because not only was it off a really bad error, but it also took a lucky deflection. Yeah. And the goal got a tip on it, and it still went in. Like, like you make a mistake, you get somebody in the way that, you know, like, because if, if, it, if it didn't take that deflection, it was going almost straight at the keeper. Yeah. Um, and he surely would have gotten there, but it takes the deflection, gives it a little bit more air. 
Uh, the goalkeeper's already jumping for it. He can't do much to adjust, and it just barely whiffs his fingertips and rolls in, or I guess flies in because it was top left. Right. Another top corner finish today, yeah. which is awesome. Gotta love those. Yeah. Dude, so many fouls from Japan, though, I will say. I mean, I'm looking at stats, but I even I remember in the little bits and pieces of the game that I watched, officially they yeah. had 22 fouls compared to Costa Rica's nine. Holy Which moly. is crazy that Costa Rica didn't have more, just based off how they played, right. how they have played so far in this tournament. Um, very de- and I mean, you look at the shots, and you would assume that Costa Rica was on the defense the whole time, but yeah, Japan was kind of getting scrappy. Which I, I don't, admittedly, I, I also I watched the first half. Not much happened in the first half, really. It was kind of boring. Um, I still need to finish the game as well, but I assume that a majority of those. Um, come in the last 10 minutes of the game, probably. Yeah, there was a um, decent amount. Just after that goal, I'm sure Japan was like, what is happening? Yeah. We need to go. Yeah, they um, made some panic they, subs like right after yeah. that, and they had like a couple set pieces um, that yeah. they should have capitalized on. There was one where Navas came out and did a really great job on it. Um, mm-hmm. Like kind of got out a little more, like didn't punch it. But it it was kind of a panicky moment, and he like handled it really well. I thought that was yeah. like the one like chance that Japan could have had to sneak one back, but yeah, definitely. they never did. So yeah, yeah, strange. Um, which I do think like like Navas did play very well, especially coming off of a seven zero. Like if you concede seven goals as a goalkeeper, like then that next game is crucial. You know, even if you get like no matter how much you're getting tested. And I will say I don't think that Japan tested him as much as they should I have. Agree. I think, like, if you look at their shots, 13 shots, three on target, like, I think even if they're just taking – like, I, the last episode you guys were – you and Clayton were talking about um, testing Courtois, I think, uh, in that last Belgium game. And I think that simple, like, idea of just – just like a heat check in basketball, right? You just got to test the keeper sometimes. Um, and what better game to do that in a game where Kaylor Navas has conceded, or the game after Kaylor Navas has conceded seven. Like, that's insane. So you definitely got to see if he's locked in, um, which I, I feel like he was today. But he he had an easy game workload-wise, yeah. for sure. Now we have this group that has three teams on three points and Germany sitting in last and fourth. Uh, with one point, <laughs> actually, well, Spain actually, Spain has four. I'm, I'm, yeah, four, yeah. three, three, and then one. Yeah, dude, that's what this is. This is not how I envisioned it happening when I said in the first because in the first episode I said something along the lines of like I don't want to say that Germany or Spain is not getting out of the group stage, but like this group, this is why this was my group to watch because like. Japan and Costa Rica are so unpredictable. Um, and I, I didn't realize that Germany was going to be this unpredictable either of not looking as, you know, top tier as, they, as we're used to seeing them. Which part of me, I was thinking about it today, and I feel like they're sort of almost in the similar category of Belgium um, of like we are at the turning point for, you know, eras of players. Obviously, I think Germany has more younger talent, you know, guys like Schlotterbeck, Musiala, Kimmich, 
um, compared to Belgium. So yeah. I think they're in a better place for the future overall. But we've still like we're we're seeing like Muller is is going out. We Tony Cruz last World Cup, I believe he played last World he Cup, did, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was his last World Cup. Players like that. Neuer is probably going to leave soon, which is going to be a sad day for football. Um, but yeah, man, like Germany is in real danger. And I think they play, do they play Costa Rica next? Yeah. So they play Costa Rica and Spain plays Japan. Yeah. Um, so they, if, yo, yeah, I was, I was, cause this one's a tricky scenario too, kind of like group C. Um, if Spain does not win, Germany does not go through no matter what. Yeah. If Germany wins and Spain wins, they go through. If, uh, yeah, that's basically it. Like Spain has to win for Germany to go through, which is crazy. Yeah. It's a, it's a wild group now. Call me crazy, but I think Spain and Japan are going to draw. I could see that, man. And, and I think they, they both get in. <laughs> well, I mean, it would depend on if Costa Rica... I don't think Costa Rica has a shot against Germany. I don't. No. I really don't. And, no. I guess if Japan and Spain draw and Costa Rica somehow upsets, then that puts them on six points. Then Costa Rica wins the group if Spain and Japan draw. <laughs> <laughs> and then Spain would have five, right? So then... Yeah, because Spain would have five. Would be out. That, oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Can you so, imagine that? Dude, so that's so crazy. That, this is a great group for these games to be happening at the same time. Dude, when Obviously, is the final day of the group? Is that Thursday? Um, Let me see. Or is that Friday? No, it has to it's be Thursday. It Thursday. has to be Thursday because Friday is, yeah. uh, is the last group stage games because the round of 16 starts yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, so group E concludes at 1 p.m. on Thursday. Um, like when the games start? They start at 1? Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so Costa Rica, Germany, Japan, Spain. I'm surprised F is not... the F's a, yeah, F yeah. F is, is the morning one. That's weird. Yeah, okay. I suppose it's probably just because Germany and Spain are bigger names than... Yes, I don't know. Belgium and Croatia. I don't know. I don't know how they decide the times. That's interesting. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Um, real quick. Uh, oh, I guess, yeah, we, we talked about it. Never mind. Okay. Onward. Okay. Onward we go. Yeah, I'm going to say Spain and Japan. I just have a sneaky feeling that's just how that's going to work out. Yeah. For whatever reason. I but I, I'm probably going to be so wrong. Uh, I don't know, dude. I, don't know. I think it's... I can see Spain... And Japan ending in a draw just because of how, I don't know, Japan's scrappy. And I think even if they concede first, they can pull one back. Um, And I think vice versa. If Japan goes ahead one, I think Spain will be like, this is not happening. Well, and Uh, then if, if that happens, then Germany has to look at it like, let's get the bigger goal differential, right? Because they would, if them and Japan... If Japan draws with Spain and Germany wins, then that means they're both level on points, right? Like, it would then go to the tiebreakers. So Japan has a goal difference of zero right now. So if they draw, it would still be zero. And Germany would then need to win by two. Uh, and then they would advance over Japan because they're sitting at n- minus one, one right, right now. Okay. Yeah. 
On the flip side, actually, it's not even realistic. Never mind. No, say it. To, say it. Say it. I was about to make a case for Costa Rica beating out Japan on goal difference, but that would mean that Costa Rica would have to draw, so they couldn't improve their goal difference. So it wouldn't even make sense. Can you imagine? Honestly, at this point, I'm rooting for Costa Rica and Japan just so we can see Spain and Germany not just the absolute chaos. Just a madhouse. Oh man, that's so awesome. That would be so good. Do you? How do you know? Oh, do we have it on the the matches? Okay, so first in group, uh, where are we at? First in group E plays second second place in group F. Yeah. And then second in Group E plays first in Group F. Yeah. Okay, so Group F is Belgium. Oh! Yeah, so there's a a realistic chance we're going to get like a Spain slash Germany playing Belgium and then the other of those two playing Croatia. Oh, you're saying Belgium? Already? No, 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 no. I'm not saying Belgium. I'm just saying like that. That is a possibility. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, we're about yeah, to yeah. get there with them. We're yeah, about, yeah. <laughs> there's a whole lot of Belgium that's about to. Uh, I've been be waiting about. for this group all oh, day. Oh my man. word! And then like, I mean, well, let's just get into it now at this point. Um, well, we have to talk about the game first before we talk about the other. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the yeah, game yeah. first. You want Belgium? Yeah, Belgium, Morocco. Belgium, Morocco. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, I want to okay. save my my Canada rant for later. <laughs> okay, okay. Why don't you start about this game? I watched most of this game, if not all of it, if I remember correctly, and it was it was pretty fun. Not gonna lie. Okay, yeah, this game was fun, man. Like up until I don't remember what minute it was. It was the minute where uh, Morocco had that set piece that was like. I don't know if it was a set piece, actually. It might have just been a cross, because I think it was, like, called offside or something. Um, but that was, like, the moment in the second half where I felt, like, confident that Morocco could, like, actually do something. Because up until then, it was kind of just, like, like Morocco had all the chances that they were getting. Because they, they were even on shots. Um, Morocco even had one more shot on target than Belgium. Um but, you know, possession-wise, Morocco were getting dominated a little bit, which kind of just how Belgium plays. And kind of how we've seen all the underdog teams play, really, is just not, you know, not being on the ball too much. And when they are on the ball, they're kind of gunning for an attack. So, yeah, I mean, like, they were, they were just so composed the whole game, which was cool to see. Um, and in looking at, like... I don't know. I just really feel like Ziek and Hakimi have really done well at leading this team. They were outstanding as being today. Like, outstanding. Yeah, definitely. Like, they just, I don't know. It's like, because the reason that I haven't been super hot on this Belgium team is because, like, obviously they have KDB and Eden Hazard. And if you want to throw Thorgan Hazard in there, I don't, I don't know. How many people would consider him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Like, they have those guys. But in just watching them play, it's not like... It's like the the old school... Not old school, but like in years past, the LeBron James effect of like making players around a amazing player better. Um, I don't really see that from this Belgium side. 
And that's kind of the biggest drawback that I find in them. But then you go to this Moroccan side and it's like the creation that's coming off of Ziek and Hakimi just simply like, even if it's like, like Ziek took a lot of shots today that weren't, that were testing the goalkeeper and that sort of just spurs on the energy of the team. And you see them like more confident coming back down the field after they recover from Belgium's counter or just Belgium, like clearing the ball out or whatever. So I think that that's been the coolest, most cool thing to watch with this Moroccan team is just how they like really have the leadership that not only pulls the team along, but it just like inspires the other players on the team to be great. And I think that that was like obviously most evident uh, in the first goal, but especially in the second goal, um, Abu Klaus goal to finish the game off was like passionate and you can just see them in the celebration as well. Like this is a really like awesome team to watch. Yeah. I already mentioned Ziek and Hakimi being standouts. I was impressed by, um, by size as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought they were just so well organized, um, with their defense. Mm-hmm. El Nezri, I thought was fantastic as well. Um, just the havoc that he was creating. Mm-hmm. It honestly, I, you know, I've been posting on Instagram my predictions before every game, and I didn't do that for this game. But I would have said, had I done it before, I would have said Belgium's probably going to win just based on more talent. But Morocco winning yeah. would not be a, a huge shock to me. And so watching mm-hmm. that game, I was like, okay, like this is exactly what I thought would happen if Belgium didn't want to show up, and Belgium didn't show up in that regard. Um, yeah. I think this is a recipe for success for Morocco to take into their next game against a Canada team that is already out. So like what, like for them, it's like, who cares? And so that honestly gives them the upper hand because they have, they have four points, right? They have the same amount as Croatia or do they have three? Uh, Let me pull up the table. I believe they have four because didn't they tie Croatia? Croatia? Yeah, they drew. So they should have yeah, the same, so, and they should be... Yeah, they're both sitting at four, and then Belgium has three, Canada and, was zero. And Croatia should be up in first place because of one more goal, right? Yes, okay. plus three to Croatia, plus two. Plus two. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, so this recipe, I think, the way that they play, I think can translate over, like I said, into the next game, and I think can frustrate a team whoever yeah. they play in the round of 16 should they get there. And I think they will at this point. Yeah. Ziyech has been so interesting because I don't know if you remember, but like he like retired from the national team in February. Yeah. If you remember like yes. out, of, out of protest or something like that. Well, was it, I don't know if it, you, you might be right, but the thing, the article that I saw was just like, they weren't using him. Yeah. Was that? Yeah. Yeah. In the same way that he's not being used by Chelsea right now. Right. So. It's like, why? No, He's so talented, bro. Like, he, Clayton and I talk yeah. about him all the time. Like, Clayton is always super frustrated of, you know, yeah. whether it's Tuchel or Potter, whoever's the coach, because, you know, they change coach mm-hmm. every six, nine months at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, like, this guy's super talented. It's kind of the same as Polisic, but also yeah. those two guys need to get out of their respective situations and go find a better situation that's suited for them. And I think this is a, a Zia kind of re coming out party to where like this reminds the world like, 
hey, this guy is really good. Like, he was fantastic when he was at IX in their Champions League run a couple of years ago. And he's been pretty good at Chelsea when he's been given the chance. The problem is he's not being given the chance. So, hey, yeah. random middle-of-the-table Prem club. Hey, club in La Liga or Bundes, go get this guy because he's talented and he will make you better on the right wing. Um, yeah. I was just so impressed with him. I, I thought he should have had that goal that was uh, taken off from uh, VAR in the first half or early second half. I can't remember yeah. when. It was a beautiful, beautiful goal. Um, so I was really impressed with him. I want to talk about Belgium for a sec. The vibes on that team are just so bad, like genuinely awful. Um, yeah. The drama of like KDB coming out the other day and saying, oh, we had no chance this year. Like our chances of 2018. And then Vertonghen the being goal? like, where are the goals at? Like they we're only as good as our forwards or something like that. Like the beef <laughs> is crazy. Um, yeah. I thought Courtois was awful today. Like genuinely. He was so that bad. second goal, Look, like what are you doing? Or was it the first goal? The one that he got cowed no, out. No, no, it was the first right, goal. Yeah. Because of- he had no idea what was happening. Like what are you doing, dude? Like you're yeah. like the best keeper in the world. You should not make even that type of mistake, especially in a high stakes game. Yeah, definitely. And like how much praise I was giving that first goal for, I think it was, it's okay. It's weird. It's credited to size. But when you watch the actual free kick, I guess that is his name on his jersey. I was reading his name wrong on his jersey then. But, like, not to discredit the goal from size because I was giving a lot of praise, but, like, absolutely horrendous from Courtois. Like, that is what my worst nightmare was going into all the U.S. games was watching a keeper do that. Like, he was inside his six-yard box the entire time. I don't think he, like, even moved once the ball got kicked and he just sat back and like, I think I almost had it on my phone, like pulled up on the YouTube video just cause it was so horrendous. Like he's like literally letting the defenders just like, and nobody even touches it too. He basically like, if it was a corner, it would have been an Olympico, which is nuts. Like, yeah. Okay. Here we go. So they win the free kick in the corner, which like, Great, great job winning the kick, too. That was also yeah. a fantastic bit of skill. He just whips it in, and Courtois just stands there, like, halfway dives at it. And, like, there's, like, I don't know. There's just no excuse for something like that. To, yeah, he shoots it right at him. So he was kind of aiming for goal, too. And, like, it comes in. Courtois standing there, sees it, like, doesn't even run towards it. He just from where he was standing, falls over with his arm outstretched. And it's like, that's just a dreadful effort, man. Yeah. I thought he was bad. I don't understand this, like, formation. Like, I get that's kind of what they have to do based on their talent, but it's just, it's clearly not working. Obviously, their defense is aging. So, like, yeah, Vertonghen said that, and yeah, he kind of has a point. But also, your best forward is her, and you and Alderweireld are, like, literally corpses out there like oh, don't shit. like don't talk yeah field. uh did axel witzel so, has not been good onana was kind of in it today de bruyne uh, uh, not, yeah. not good from him that's why gareth bale vibes bro yeah gareth bale vibes. i thought uh they brought on trossard too late i thought it would have been yeah. nice five minutes ten minutes earlier than when he came on I don't know why Tealy Mons wasn't starting. That too. I'll say that. 
Yeah. And honestly, also, I know Batshuayi had a goal in the first game. I thought it was kind of a lame goal, if I'll be honest. Um, so, honestly, I wouldn't have hated to see Trussard or Mertens start yeah. just to mix things up. Because clearly Lukaku is not 100%. That's why they brought him on yeah. so late. And they brought him on out of necessity. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely think, like, obviously, um, let me pull up their table real quick. Obviously, they're still in it. Like, it's very, uh, let me pull up the games tomorrow, or not tomorrow. So they they played Croatia, which we, we'll get into the Croatia game, but is going to be a not a small task because I think they look fantastic. They're like what Belgium should be. Yeah. Like, they're, they're the antithesis. They're also an aging team, but they mesh, and the vibe is good. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of worried about Belgium, but it's definitely not impossible. Yeah, and you say that, and they have to play Croatia next. That is mm-hmm. the hard part. And Croatia's coming is- off a very good win. This is a nice little segue into... Actually, no, let's not segue into that yet. Because we have to talk about what the heck is happening in the country of Belgium. In case you didn't know, listener, right after this game happened, and I needed to get some context around the story, a bunch of stuff started coming out on Twitter that riots were happening in Brussels after the game. And I was like, what is happening? Apparently, uh, the number that I read is about 500,000 Moroccans live in Belgium. And so, Holy so I don't know. I've been reading conflicting things of whether or not the Moroccans started it or the Belton started it or whoever, but like it got wild, like people setting things on fire, like fights in the streets, like ambulances, like the whole nine yards, like full on right in Brussels of all places too. What are you doing? Like it's a, it's the world cup. Like it's not, it's not that deep. (laughs) And it's the group stage. Yeah, like it's the like you like, still have a chance to get through. It's not like you've been eliminated. Like, like at least you're not Canada or Qatar. Literally at your own World Cup. Yeah, like what is happening? <laughs> and then apparently it took forever for like you know like first responders and authorities to like get it under control. Like, what are yeah. you doing? Like, Belgium is like I've heard it's like a like a nice place to live and like a really nice country and like. I, yeah. that's so odd <laughs> like Dang. why like it would be it would still be bad but it would be like slightly more understandable if it happened on thursday if they like lose to croatia and then don't make it past the group you know what i mean but yeah sure. gosh that is ugh, that is bad dude that's crazy i didn't even see anything about that. that's the first i've heard about that that's in- insane yeah 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 when i sent it in the group chat i thought at least some of y'all had already seen it and so when you were like, wait a minute, what? And I was like, yeah. Oh, I guess I missed it in the group chat too. Dang. That's like, man, European Philadelphia over there. <laughs> yeah. Except, you know, can't compare the two right now because at least Philly's had success. And they have Philly's they have good vibes in the city right now with all the, the good things about their teams. Good grief. Okay. Now let's segue to Croatia and Canada. Oh, I'm so sad, man. I'm so sad. Yeah. Like, that's how Canada's going to go out? That's tough. Tough way to go out. Maybe their coach shouldn't have said anything. 
No, I'm kidding. I actually, I actually like that he did that. Herdman, where he was like, "We're gonna f Croatia" or whatever he said. Like after no the way. after the first game when they lost to Belgium, he said that in the team huddle, uh, like that they oh, did on the field. Okay. And so the Croatians were like, "Uh, whatever, dude." And then you know they, they like, dominated them today. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which yeah, actually, dude. I don't mind that he did that. Like, I'm all for that. Like, you know, pump sure. your team. And it's in the huddle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like he was saying that directly to yeah, him. Go to it just got, yeah, it just got caught. Like, I think yeah, somebody heard not... it or whatever. That's how it got leaked mm-hmm. or whatever. So, yeah, you got to like that attitude going in. Yeah. Especially when you're coming off, like for Canada, they should have, they should have probably, did they lose the first game or tie? I already they, they lost and they should have, they should have won. Yeah, they or at least exactly. Tied. Yeah, as coming off a game where you came out with zero points and you should have had three or one, like I don't hate that at all. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Pump your guys up. And they look good to start. I mean, Davy scores that beautiful goal to start the game, like two yeah. minutes in, and it's like, all That's right. That's what you want every single cross and header to yes. look like. Yes. Everything about that, the run, absolutely mm-hmm. perfect. The header, mm-hmm. spot on, in a great spot yep. to where Croatia's keeper couldn't get it. Just beautiful. And then Croatia was like, all right, now we're here to play. And then they finally they dominated. Like, yeah, they were like, okay, the rest of the 89 minutes are ours. Yeah. I, their midfield was spectacular today. Kovacic yeah. was unbelievable today. Yeah. He was, He's man of the match for me. I know they, I mean, they had three goal scorers. Like, yeah. And Kramaric. Kramaric was awesome. One, his awesome. goals were so good. They were dude. honestly all four of them were. To be honest with you, like yeah, that's true. They, every goal. Well, I would say the last goal was man. Okay, I don't remember. It was. One, I mean, it's just the sweaty. It's just the sweaty goal in FIFA where you're running down. It's two on one. Yeah. <laughs> oh right. And, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, and and that one's just not, like honestly, like the announcers said it. it's just like that was an insult to injury goal like yeah, yeah. and you can't blame them cuz it's like it was the 92nd minute and there was like i think there was like 5 or 6 minutes of stoppage time so it's like they're not going to just stop playing the game but yeah that was just a mistake on canada trying to get a goal back and you got to punish them cuz the game's still going but yeah but yeah the, the goals were amazing all around from croatia today yeah very good game modric was was great I already talked about Kovacic. I thought Perisic had a really nice game as well. He did. He did. Um, yeah, like they like flipped the switch once the goals started to come, mm-hmm. and Canada just couldn't do anything about it. To be fair, I felt like their forwards were a little bit lacking today. Like after the goal, like I thought the Kyle. Canada. Yeah, I thought Kyle Aaron, uh, him being in the starting lineup would have been good, um, and it wasn't as effective, sadly. Um, not as if, as effective of a game from Tejan Buchanan either. Their defense was horrible, though. Like, that that's the real kicker. Yeah. Um, I, I can't and, remember his name. Uh, Kamal Miller. I, he was awful today. Like, yeah, just got dusted on a couple things. Like, on the third goal, he got dusted, I'm pretty sure, the, or the second goal. Yeah, and he's in, not in the – Back back line, but Hutchinson was pretty atrocious yeah. today too. To be fair, the thing about Atiba is that he's literally ancient. Like he's thirty nine. Oh, is he really? He's the, I have no he's idea the captain of the team. Yeah, he's yeah he's thirty nine. I I'm like oh, I'm not God, even I kidding. He's ancient. That's 
That's 39 yeah. for an outfield player? Yeah. Like, not, like, no. Memo, like, old. Like, he's old, and he's, yeah. like, the, he's starting, and he's the captain of the team. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. And he's still playing. Yeah, I in a, it back, he's playing in he Turkey. He's not even playing in like a like a bum league. Like he's playing for yeah. Besticas or whatever they're called. Besticas. Yeah, yeah. Which is nice. man, dude. That's crazy. I take it back, Hutchinson. If you're listening, which you probably are, <laughs> um, I, I take it back, and I feel really bad. You did fantastic today, <laughs> and you captained your team well. And holding your body up. Yeah, you totally didn't get dusted by Kramaric for a fantastic goal. Uh, I think it was Kramaric who dusted him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or that might- that's foul, though, because the announcers are literally like, that's, that's horrible from Hutchinson, giving him that much space. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least he wasn't as horrible as the Hector Herrera on Friday or Saturday. Uh, yeah, so, man. Yeah. Or, yeah, yesterday. Gosh, days are, days are long these days. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody else was just kind of eh. Their goalie was kind of yeah. bad today. I, I thought he could have saved one yeah, of the goals had, for sure. I couldn't remember which one. He had a uh, – it had to have been the third one because both the Kramariches were pretty unsavable, I thought, in my opinion. Okay. Unless I'm remembering them wrong. So I think it was the Marco Lavaya. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lavaya's goal. Um, yeah, because yeah, that was the one that – that got them the lead, right? Yes, that's the uh, one that got uh, them yes. the lead. Yeah, yes, that, that one lead. was bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you. He had, like, one good save. Maybe one or two, I can't remember. Let's see. Oh, oh, no, yeah, yeah. I was going to say this, because I was going to defend him. Borjan. Borjan, I think is his name. Surprisingly an un-Canadian sounding name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Sounds like he should be from Serbia or something. But he, let's see here. So Croatia had 13 shots. Ten of them were on target, which for how this World Cup has gone so far, that is crazy. And kudos to them. Um, But so Homeboy had six saves, which that's how you test a keeper. And I think that that's intentional from Croatia. And I think that that's how they play. Um, Obviously, I feel like, that's how they play more so when they have the upper hand on a team. Cause obviously I think they were outclassing Canada significantly today. So, um, I love that from them, you know, send all the shots his way. And, you know, when you send 10 and four go in, that's a 40% conversion rate right there. That's what you want to see. So yeah. I think he had an okay game. He wasn't really helped out by his defense. No, um, yeah, for sure. And whenever you're going against, Croatia, like, you know, it's a tough matchup for him. But, yeah, he definitely had some more savable shots come his way that he could have done a lot better. Yeah. Quick aside. Um, no, quick aside. Um, oh, yeah, go ahead. Germany, you want to guess how many games they've won since uh, the 2014 final in the World oh, Cup? Oh, man. I was completely unaware of the 2018 World Cup because I was in so much despair that we lost to Trinidad and Tobago. Um, so in all honesty, I really didn't keep up with the, that world cup until the knockout rounds. What were you doing that um, summer? Were you like at home? Dude, I don't even know. I don't even know. Cause I was at camps. Was, I was at camps that summer. So like, I was that our, was that our, that was after our freshman year. 
the summer after freshman year. I worked camps that summer, and I watched games with, like, Kali. Shout out Kali. Shout out Shekinah. Shout out Josiah Oduro. Names that might sound familiar to you. Shout out uh, a bunch of guys. So we would just watch World Cup games together during that, that summer. Dang, dude. I have no idea what I was doing. So that was... Was that the summer after freshman year or summer after sophomore After freshman year, year yeah. After fresh, oh yeah, because like yeah, it would have been twenty eighteen. I have no idea. I don't like the first two years of college are honestly like a black hole. <laughs> I have no idea what I was doing. I just remember. I'll never forget the day that we lost to Trinidad and Tobago. It's like seared into my brain of like just seeing the result and being like. One was the reality that we just lost to Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. The second was the reality that that meant no World Cup. And I was like, this is not real. Like, what's going on? Yeah. But, yeah, man, I don't know. Um, games that Germany has won since the 2014 final. Well, they've won zero this World Cup. Right? Yeah, they've won zero. Uh, I'm going to say zero. They have won one. One. Okay. Did they, did they not make the knockout round? No, in 2018, they did not. Because they lost to Mexico in the first game. Mm-hmm. And their only win was against Sweden. Because that was the game of the Tony, Cru- uh, the cruise free kick. Like from the okay, short, yeah. really short angle. If you remember yeah, that. Yeah. And then they yeah. lost to Korea in the next game. They lost to Korea? Yeah, that's how they got knocked out. Man. Yeah, I really wasn't paying attention that year. Man, that's crazy. So they've won one game and it was against Sweden. Yeah. Honestly, mm. I was talk about a, No, what were you gonna say? Talk about a Super Bowl hangover, man. <laughs> that's what one of my friends texted me earlier today. He was like did they put all their eggs into 2014's basket? I was like, yeah, they pretty much did. Also, Which it's crazy because if I'm not mistaken, wasn't the 2018 roster essentially be almost identical to the 2014 roster? Like, minus like close. Schweinsteiger. Like Schweinsteiger. Shout out Bastian Schweinsteiger. What a guy. What a name uh, too. Man, he's a saint. Yeah. Um, and a couple other guys. Yeah, it was pretty much almost the same. A couple yeah. new guys sprinkled in here and there. Um, there's a lot of memes going around on Twitter, um, about how, like, people are talking about Germany. It's like, oh, they can't do it because they don't have Ozil on the roster, <laughs> which is so funny. This boy, <laughs> what a dude, what a scrub. I think they can't do it because they don't have my boy, my one of the people that got me into the sport of football, Marco Royce. Yeah, that too. I'm so, so, so sad that he's not there. This I know. It's so sad. And he was in great form before the injury uh-huh. too. Such yeah. great form. The best form he's been in in years. I really like, unironically, I think this tournament would be going a lot differently for them if Marco Royce was yeah, there. Absolutely. Because um, let, me, let me pull up their lineup again. Um. Because if Marco Royce was there, right, let's see their formation. So would he be, let's see, he'd probably be starting, if they run the same formation, 
he'd be starting over Musiala unless they move him around to some, to fit in in somewhere, right? Yeah, maybe that's probably what, I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which I mean, I don't know. I like Musiala starting for them. There's multiple reasons. Unless you that. drop Musiala to like the same like line as Kimmich, but why would you do that? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, on it. I mean, how many minutes is Muller playing? I can't remember if he played he the whole game off. today. Yeah, they subbed him off or something. I don't know that they subbed him off I for. I don't know either. But he's getting ancient too, right? Yeah. I mean, the thing about Muller, though, is that, yeah, yeah he's, he's getting, getting ancient, but, like, it literally doesn't, like, affect him at all. Like, yeah, he's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. So. Are him and Modric, like, the same age? Uh... I want to say no. I think Muller's like a year younger. Oh. Muller's 33. Yeah, yeah. Modric is like 37, dude, or 36. Oh, yeah, he's 37. Wow. Yeah. I thought Muller was like 38, if I'm being honest. I, well, he's just played forever. That's the thing. Yeah, and he looks old, dude. Like, he's so wrinkly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an old it's all them Oktoberfest, bro. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> catching up to him. Oh man, I love that you said. I'll, random aside, I love that you said the first two years of college was a black hole, and all I can think about is just when we took uh, music literature our sophomore year, and mm-hmm. us spending obscene amounts of time, you and me specifically, in the library or in yeah, your room yeah. or in your study room, <laughs> like trying to Dude, figure everything out. Uh. I still have a picture of me. I don't know if you took it of me in the library. Where you just like, but it was like, yes, dude. That's like, and our, that's like my contact profile picture for you. No way, yeah. <laughs> dude. In that picture, I think I had legitimately gone like seven months without a haircut. <laughs> I just, I look like the most like, I look the most rough that I had ever looked in college in that see picture. Can, yeah, can you see it? Kind of. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. the one. <laughs> that's so funny. Dude, your hair dude. was so... Dude, the flow on that was crazy. Dude, the flow on that thing was nuts. Dude, and, and kind of, you had a whole lot of scruff in that picture, too. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, that was me, like, getting the beard going, man. I was like, <laughs> I'm getting this thing up and dude, running. Dude, that that's the... It's the end of sophomore year, first semester. It's finals. We just finished pledging. Mm. Like I've we're been stressed, in for like four days straight. <laughs> uh, dude, yeah. those were the days. Those yeah, were was, the days. They were some days. <laughs> That's so good. Anyways, before we just do story time forever, which would be totally fine. I'd be totally fine to do that. Let's <laughs> talk about uh, tomorrow's slate. Um, it's the last of the second round of group stage matches. We have. Uh, G and H. So let's start. Let's just do traditional. And by traditional, I mean 4 a.m., 7 a.m., 10 a.m., 1 p.m. We kick off the morning with Cameroon and Serbia. Okay. And then we have South Korea and Ghana at 7. Brazil, Switzerland at 10. And then the the matinee, the the prime time is Portugal and Uruguay. Um, Give me your thoughts first on Cameroon, Serbia and what you think the result of that could be. Um, yeah. It's two teams both coming off of losses, so I think it's going to be a great game. 
And they're both teams that, I mean, I think Serbia was more so underrated in the sense of like they're better than people give them credit for. Um, not that Cameroon is not better than people than not better than people give them credit for, but I think people were expecting a little bit more. Um, have higher expectations for Serbia. I would rather say that. Um, so I, I lean towards Serbia, but Cameroon is a great team, and they defended pretty well against Switzerland. Um, obviously, Switzerland's attack is not as elite as Brazil's is, so I think I'm going to give the edge to Serbia just because of how well they did play against Brazil because I think this Brazil team is obviously a favorite to win the whole thing. And they looked decent against them, I would say. So I'm going to lean Serbia. I'm going to say 2-1, maybe 3-1. Chupomoting. Now I'm playing. Yeah. I mean, actually, but like also kind of Actually, yeah, yeah. I agree. Like he, he, could, he could carry Cameroon hard. No, yeah. I agree. I think Serbia's got the edge. I like their attacking talent a little bit better. Um, than I do yeah. Cameroon's. No disrespect to Chupamoting, but I think... For sure, yeah. When you have Tadic, Mitrovic, Lahovic, yeah. you've got you got goals at the wazoo there. So yeah. I feel like they're going to be... I mean, both teams, like you said, will be really pumped up, but I just feel like Serbia... Mm-hmm. I feel like I trust them more, I guess, is what I'm trying to say here. Um, yeah. I'm going to say I'm gonna say 3-2. I think there'll be a lot yeah, of goals. Just, I'm hoping for a lot of goals. I say this every yeah. game, but I'm hoping for a lot of goals in this specific <laughs> game because I think there is a lot of opportunity for it. Yeah, I agree. Next game is South Korea and Ghana, which after watching Ghana perform on whenever they last played on Thursday, Thursday. I feel a lot better about them being competitive in this game. Mm-hmm. especially with how weird that South Korea first game was against Uruguay. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I mean, I'm trying to find the game that I think this kind of is similar to. The, uh, oh, okay. It's the Uruguay, South Korea. I think South Korea's got a very tough group. Just because, like, when you look at the other teams in Group H, the first thing that comes to my mind with strengths to Uruguay, Portugal, and Ghana is how physical and how big they are. And then you think about South Korea, and they're not big. Like, they are physical. I'll give them that. Like, they're scrappy, and they're they're going hard all game. But, like, they're just not big. And that was one thing that I was talking about uh of the disappointing result for Uruguay because I felt like when I was watching the game, looking at the players next to each other, it's just like, just win a free kick or just win a corner. And then you have the advantage. Um, But then you watch that game and like South Korea did so well at like reverting from being ultra defensive to ultra attacking. And that was so cool to watch from them. So I honestly would not be surprised if South Korea comes away with the win in this one. Um, I don't think that this game... Actually, I don't know. I think I'm going to say South Korea... I'm going to say 2-1. 
because I think that Ghana is going to, I think that Ghana can overpower them for a goal, but I think South Korea is just so deadly on the counterattack that I think that they'll ultimately come away with more. I think the biggest key for me is that South Korea is a much more disciplined team than Ghana is. And you saw that in the way that Ghana, you know, gave up their goals on Thursday against Portugal and especially how quickly two of them were, like the two non-penalty ones. Yes. And I think that matters a lot in a game that is going to be, you know, really important for both teams um, to get some sort of points out of it, especially if you're Ghana. Um, if they just don't let themselves get in their own way, like, you know, I think they have a chance, but I, I trust South Korea more in that regard. I think their leadership is a little bit strong. I mean, Ghana has a great spirit. Don't get me wrong. They have a fantastic spirit and vibe to their team, but, but that's very different than discipline. Yeah. 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 And you know, you can't be lackadaisical and you can't do that. I mean, you can't do that, obviously, against an attack of Ronaldo and Joao Felix and Bernardo Silva and mm-hmm. Bruno Fernandes like they played the other day. And you also can't do that against Yoming Son because he'll just shred yeah. you. And he and he could score a hat-trick in five minutes like he did in the Premier League this year. So, yeah, I think South Korea has the edge. I don't know what a good scoreline would be, but I, I, yeah. I trust them a little bit more because of that. And I think... Not that they're not well-coached, Ghana is, but like I said, I think that discipline really goes a long way, um, especially yeah. in, a, in a really intense 90 minutes um, for both of those yeah. teams. So that's kind of kind of where I'm at with that I one. I agree. Brazil-Switzerland should be pretty fun. Sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, no, just one, one quick thing yeah. to close out the Ghana conversation. Uh, like, I think the ultimate thing that shows their lack of discipline was the cel- like doing Ronaldo's celebration while they're still losing. Yeah. Um, I think any coach should immediately, like, I think there should have been hopefully conversations in the locker room of like, listen, dude, (laughs) like you can't not only like celebrate extravagantly when you're still losing, but like celebrating extravagantly in the way of taking one of the most famous player in the world celebration in a match against him. Yeah. Uh, Not the wisest move disciplinary wise. Anyways, Switzerland, Brazil. Yeah. 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 Oh, I agree with all that. Switzerland, Brazil. Obviously, we know Neymar is not there this game. He won't be there next game either. I I don't fancy Switzerland's chances, though, because of that. Like, I don't think they necessarily have a better shot. Been thinking mm-hmm. about who or what Brazil will do to fill in that that role like or do they keep the same formation and have somebody else fill in a cam or do they switch it up but they're just so talented and they're clicking on all cylinders right now already and so i feel like they win like three one or two one or something um i'm sure the goals will come from different people this time but yeah they just they're just everything about them is a well-oiled machine what I am curious, though, is what happens if Dite decides to change goalies. Because that matters for them. Because the style of play kind of changes up a little bit. Because Allison, right. who I love and who I obviously think should be the clear number one, because I think Ederson is a little bit overrated. Um, I agree with that. What Ederson does have over Allison is uh, play on, like with his feet. 
Like he's yeah. much better on his feet or playing the ball with his feet than Allison is. And Allison's pretty good too. But Ederson has yeah. that advantage. So I wonder because the time to do it is in the group stage, just figure out who you roll with. So does that happen tomorrow where he's like, Okay, I'm gonna start Ederson in at at goalie, let's see how it switches up. Can we get more chances if we get the ball rolling a little bit? Um, can we get yeah. more over the top plays? That's kind of what I'm thinking um, could happen if he's in there. Um, but also, personal preference, I don't think Dita should do that. Keep Allison there because he's the better keeper. Anyway. And he's in better form right now anyway because he's had to save Liverpool from you know being a terrible Premier League team this year. So, Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think, personally, obviously I'm not the coach of a World Cup team. Um, I feel like since this game against Brazil or against Switzerland, uh, with the table sitting the way that it is, I feel like they would want to not make any changes just because Brazil and Switzerland are both currently sitting on three points. Um, if I, I don't think that Brazil are in any danger of losing this game for sure. Um, We have seen crazy things happen at this World Cup, so I'm not going to rule out the possibility of a draw, honestly, Um, in the case of switching up the goalkeeper is what I mean. Um, So I think that the best choice would be stick with the same lineup, obviously fill in the Neymar hole. Um, But yeah, I think your next match against Cameroon would, would be a very good spot to mix that up and see what you've got with your guys on the bench. Um, Cause ideally if you pick up three points here, you're sitting at six points, Switzerland at three. And then whatever happens with Cameroon, Serbia, uh, you're pretty clear favorites to win the group. So I think that last match, you can kind of get a little more free and get a little more experimental. Yeah, I, um, I agree. But yeah, I don't, I don't think too much. I mean, this is going to be another crazy game where if we wake up and I mean, this is at seven, so we'll probably be awake, but That's if we see 10 a.m. So we'll definitely. Oh, be this late. is a ten. Oh yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I'll be late for work if I'm not. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, we've seen crazy games, but I don't think that this is a game where we'll see something crazy. Okay. I think like three or four, three or four to zero for Brazil for me. Okay, all right. I'm gonna say either Chaka or Shakiri gets a goal for uh, Switzerland, but they only get one. So I just feel like they have enough quality to get by but also true. Thiago Silva's cracked so that's very that's true. gonna be really hard to, to get through him and Marquinhos but Marquinhos is not as good in my opinion okay game of the day tomorrow is Portugal and Uruguay, Uruguay. team Uruguay I think they win I talked about it with Clayton some yesterday I really think Darwin gets a goal t- tomorrow and I think Valverde gets a goal, and somebody else gets a goal, maybe. But I think they score at least two. Um, their defense is is really solid. Their midfield is obviously it's so much better than Portugal's. Portugal's midfield is hot trash. So especially if they start Danilo, Danilo is really really bad right now. Um, so yeah, I I just don't. Again, I've not been high on this Portugal team. I'm not going to be high on this Portugal team unless they prove me wrong, you know? So I'm 2-1, yeah. 3-1. I think Uruguay figures some stuff out. 
I think they needed. Here's the thing about Uruguay. I think they needed that first game to kind of figure some stuff out because as much as they have so many of their like older guys still there, like Suarez and, and Cavani and Godin, there's mm-hmm. enough of a new regime there that needed yeah. that first World Cup experience out of the way. Darwin, Valverde. Um, I don't know if uh, what's-his-face is playing from Barcelona. Um, but even still, like guys like the, like those guys need experience. They need to feel the intensity of a World Cup match. And they did. Yeah. They they got down. Uh, Bentancourt, you know, can kind of fall into that as well. Palestri to some degree. Um, yeah. Even though he's, yeah, I mean, he's literally 20 years old. So, yeah. I think now that they have it in the bag, um, I think that goes a long way. And I think they're, they're better coach, in my opinion. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think they get a decent amount of goals tomorrow. But what do you think? Yeah, I would have to agree. I think I said it last time, but I think Darwin could have easily got a hat trick. Definitely two goals in that first game against South Korea. Um, and, yeah, I don't I don't like this Portugal back line either. Um, I don't think that they're super good. Um, and they had breakdowns against Ghana. And I don't think that that's something that's going to get fixed over – couple days because I think that that's coming from I don't want to say a skill level like insinuating that they're like bad players because obviously they're good right but I don't know I just think that this Uruguay attack is far better than the Portugal defense can manage and also on the other side this might be a hot take probably not super hot also again as we know I'm a Ronaldo hater but I think this game is going to go 2-0, 3-0, Uruguay. Um, okay. I don't I don't think that – I really like the Uruguay defense. I, I really like the back line. I didn't really get to watch enough of their keeper, and I don't know enough about their keeper. I feel like, if anything, that's where that prediction is kind of going to break down, honestly. Um, and then, obviously – Ronaldo could get a penalty if he wants to. So um, if Ronaldo gets one goal and it's a penalty, that doesn't count, and I'm still taking a victory lap. Yeah, I'm in the camp of he does not have a goal in this World Cup. I know everybody's making a big deal. He's the first man to ever score in five. No, he hasn't. He got the cheapest penalty on planet Earth. We're not counting that crap. Let him score a banger from 35 out. Then we'll start having that conversation. But yep. Also, he is the first man, but he's not the first person. That's true. Because uh, I don't know her name. You you might know her name. The Brazil national team. Yeah. Marta or something um, like that. Yeah, Marta. Yeah. God bless so, her. She's awesome. Ronaldo. She's awesome. She is. She's cold. Yeah. Okay. So that would put Uruguay at four points. And then... Yes. Portugal at three. Yeah. And then... And then Whatever happens in Korea and Ghana. South Korea at four as well. Ghana at zero. Yeah, so that should be a good game. That should be a good yeah. group going into the final. That game. group is turning out to look very nice as well. Yeah, which is good. We we want uh, high intensity and chaos yes. and, and pressure and all that. Yes. I wanted to give you a second to talk about yesterday's games if you wanted to, but if if you don't, that's fine. Um, 
Yeah, I actually just finished y'all's, you and Clayton's podcast. Okay. When I was rolling back into Austin. Nice. Um, Sorry, it wasn't an hour and a half long. <laughs> I know you're good. I, I got uh, to the end of that. I was like, crap, Clayton, we didn't reach an hour. He was like, well. <laughs> Dude, yeah, you guys were 35 minutes in and y'all were like, college college football? <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> uh, so yesterday's slate was Tunisia, Australia, France, Denmark, Poland, Saudi Arabia, Argentina, Mexico. Um Awesome for Australia. Uh, I didn't really watch that game, so not too much to say about that. Kind of sad for Tunisia because I'm getting attached to them. Um, France looked amazing. I watched that whole game. Mbappe's insane. Um, Denmark's still really good, though. Uh, I didn't watch much of the Poland-Saudi Arabia game because I figured that it would end in a result like this. I honestly thought they were going to draw, but I wasn't going to be surprised to pull in one. I was surprised to not see Saudi Arabia score. Um, they should that have. That was surprising. Yes, I agree. Um, watched the whole Argentina-Mexico game. Sorry for your boys. It was a, it was kind of a hard game to watch, and it made me feel better whenever I heard you explain kind of why of just that natural like South American kind of like just play style when they play each other. Um, Because I was kind of thinking that in the first half, especially. And especially Mexico sort of parking the bus, just trying to play for the draw a little bit in the first half. That's what it felt like. And obviously, they're playing five at the back. So anytime you're doing that, it's kind of You're kind of asking for it, yeah. Dude, you should watch. Listeners, you can watch this too. So Copa Libertadores, which is the South American version of the UEFA Champions League. So they used to do this thing where they would invite Mexican League teams to play in it. And Mexico is obviously a part of CONCACAF, and CONCACAF has its own Champions League. For, so for them to do that was rare. Um, mm-hmm. But there was a couple times where, like, teams would go far, one of them being Tigres. Right when Guignac got to the team, like, literally, like, two weeks after he joined, they played the semifinal, beat a Brazilian team, and then played River Plate in the final, like, as mm-hmm. soon as he got there, which is not so. But the second leg of that final was ugly to watch. Like, Tigres lost... Really? They played pretty bad, but the intensity, just the fouling, the ridiculous, like, theatrics, like, that was the most, like, ideal, like, Central America, North America versus South America game. So if you watch yeah. anything like that, like, a lot of Libertadores games are like that, too, where it's just, like, it's brutal to watch. And so yeah. if if anybody wants to, like, look that up and, and see really what I mean so they can kind of understand how the yesterday's game like was that way for most of it. Just just know that that's been a thing forever and that you can find it on YouTube and and see for yourself because that's, that's something that has been a thing for a while and that's something that will never change because that's just kind of how the two confederations that, you know, both Americas, you know, find themselves, you know. So it's it's whatever. It's whatever. It's... It's an interesting way to play, and it's not obviously it's not pretty. Like it's not fun. <laughs> yeah. So, but if it works for you, then it's fine. But when it works against you, it is the most frustrating thing ever. Right. As evident yeah. by yesterday. So. Definitely. But yeah, I mean, once Messi scored, it was a lot more fun to watch for me because Mexico sort of 
had to open things up. Um, I agree with everything that you guys said on the pod yesterday, um, or today rather, like the subs, like even from somebody who I don't fully understand this Mexican national team and I don't fully like understand the roles of the players and the current form of the players and whatnot. Oh, trust me. I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) But like seeing Lozano come off like, and Vega at almost the and same Vega. time. Yeah. Almost had a goal. Bro, and the 44th almost a goal. Yes, it was a, it was a beautiful goal. And like but that was when I sent the text to like bounce back game for for Emmy because like that save was nuts too. Like he got up and he like he made that look like it was not a great shot. Let me rephrase. He made it look like it was less of a quality shot than it was because of how much spring he got. He was able to grab it with both hands. Like I think a lot of other goalkeepers would have just palmed that away with one, one hand. Cause that's all they would have got to got to it. But Emmy got up and he got both of his hands over there to a place where he could catch the ball, which also is hard to do when you're fully horizontal in the air or at least like 45 degrees in the air, like catching the ball and then landing on the ground with it is no easy task. So, like, he made that look so easy. So, all credit to him. But Vega, holy moly, what a shot. Um, so, to see those two guys come off, it was just confusing to me. And honestly sad because I was like, wait, so are they just – because I, di- I didn't know the guys that came on either. I, were they attackers or midfielders? So, uh, the guys who came on for them – the guy who replaced Lozano is Uriel Antuna, who plays for Cruz Azul in the Mexican League, who is very talented, but has not, like, improved recently. Like, he was really, mm-hmm. really good a few years ago when he was a little bit younger. Okay. And he's he's still really young, but he's honestly yeah. plateaued. And part of it is because he stayed in Mexico instead of yeah. moving to Europe, which, again... Yeah. Move to Europe, people, and don't come back to MLS. Hector Herrera. Anyway, um, always. Houston Dynamo. I can't stand him. I can't stand him. I can't stand Tata's love for him. It's like Greg and how much he loves freaking uh, Aaron Aaron Long. Aaron Long. Yeah, gosh. Good (laughs) Lord. Um, And Jordan Morris. Good grief. Yeah, I was just saying Jordan Morris. Good grief. At least it didn't play on on Friday. Hey, you know, if Morris had stepped onto the field, I thought. Okay, funny, funny aside. When I saw Jordan Henderson warming up for England, that he, you know, England had the blue uh, suit jackets on, or yeah. whatever you want to call them. And so, and like, I thought that it was Jordan Morris oh. in the blue jersey. <laughs> and I was like, Are you actually kidding? I was like, we have a chance to win, and this man is bringing Jordan Morris on. But then I realized it was. Jay Hendo. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Quick aside to that, on the after the whistle pod that uh, Brendan Hunt from uh-huh. Ted Lasso and, and uh, Rebecca Lowe from NBC, they're doing, they, they did a recap on that game. And she she went on this whole rant about the Henderson sub. It's really great. That That's, that's a good episode to listen to. This, that's by far the best episode of that series so far. Um, so listeners, please listen to that because it's really good. And it's very entertaining. It's only like 30 minutes, so it's fine. Um, nice. What, what were we talking about? I, I'm, I'm, honestly, I, I uh, lost where, where we were. 
We were still talking about Mexico. for Lozano and Vega. That's right. And then he brought on Raul, which again, like, why is Raul? Yeah. Like, right. he's not the same. Again, uh-huh. where's Santi Jimenez, the top goal scorer of the Europa League? He's sitting at home. Where's Diego Linus? Playing for his other team, for his club team, instead of... And the midfielders yesterday, the guy who came on for Guardado, Gutierrez, mm-hmm. was bad, 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 bad. Um, yeah. As I mentioned yesterday, I don't know why you don't bring Edson Alvarez, who's yeah. clearly our best midfielder right now across the whole country onto the field at all. Again, I feel like I'm repeating everything I said yesterday. Um, out, man. And Let then Alvarado, uh, who I can't remember if he plays for Chivas or for somebody else, but he's not good. He has not been in good form in a long time, so I don't understand that decision mm-hmm. either. Um, we have a lot of a lot of Liga MX guys, and most of them are not very good. Um, the ones who are good are, are obviously Memo, um, our whole backline is pretty much uh, League MX guys. That's they were the only good pieces of yesterday. Were were them? I mean, Gallardo's yeah. been awesome so far. Um, Montez, uh, Moreno, Arajo were all really good yesterday. Three of those guys mm-hmm. that I just said play for Rayados, and one of them plays for America. And Arajo, um, yeah, it's it's just lacking the quality that that it could have because we're not bringing in our European guys and we don't have any real threats. Like I mentioned yeah. yesterday, like we haven't scored a goal in the, in the world cup since the second game in 2018. Like Chicharito might as well be on this roster. Cause yeah, yeah he's right. 37, but I'm dang sure he can score a goal. Same with Carlos Villa. Yeah. Like he plays for MLS. I'm dang sure he can score a goal and provide an assist much better than Alvarado can much better than Raul yeah. Jimenez can right now. Like what? I don't understand their exiles from the team. Yeah. I mean, I know why because of behavior and discipline and all that, but it's still dumb. And it doesn't matter. Data, regardless of what happens on Wednesday, he's getting fired, and it's going to be good for everybody when he gets fired and to have another coach. Yeah. I have seen that in the news a lot. That that's definitely probably happening. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Not a fun time. Um, any other thoughts mm-hmm. that you have on? Saturday slate. Um, no, not too much. Uh, Messi's the goat, and Argentina are back. Okay, very nice. Any other thoughts before we go? Just about the World Cup or anything? I mean, it's an NFL Sunday, so I don't know if you want to mention anything um, that happened today. I, I mean, I can't think of anything. Shout out! I will say. Shout out Ivaka Zuvox from the Clippers. 31 okay. points, 29 rebounds. And the only you reason won. why he didn't get 30 rebounds is because he fouled out. <laughs> <laughs> but he was almost yeah. the first guy to post a 30-30 game since, I believe, Yo. Dwight Howard, which I don't remember what year that That's was. but crazy. Yeah. Just Dang. obscene. <laughs> That's stupid, but... That's, I can't even comprehend that. That's inc- that's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Shout out him. Um, yeah. I mean, I was driving most of today, so while while the NFL games were happening, um, but just looking at all the scores today, 
The Packers still suck. Um, oh, okay. One rant. I hate the Rams, and I hate I hate them. Well, hate them it's so fine because they're awful this year. Yeah, that's why I hate them. That I hate them so oh, much. Okay. Matthew Stafford is throwing. Uh, well, I, don't I mean, think he didn't even play today. Poor guy. I don't think he's actually hurt. Is what I mean. Oh, I think he's okay. just, he's getting them a top five draft pick. Um, Tyler Higby, their starting tight end, received zero targets today with a third string quarterback in. Um, how are you going to not even like? I, I mean, I assume that he was just blocking the whole time for the third string quarterback so he didn't die. Um, <laughs> yeah, but still, that just boggles my mind. Anyways, uh, Chargers got a one point dub against the Cardinals. Go them. They also suck this year. Um, uh, Brady lost again. Washed. Washed. Um, absolutely washed. T-Law. Trevor Lawrence leads the comeback against the Ravens. Yeah, I did see uh, that. 28-27. Shout out Josh Got Jacobs in. as well. Oh, yes. Josh Jacobs with the casual... 48-point fantasy game. 48, 45, yeah, 48. 229 yards on 33 carries, two touchdowns, six catches for 74 yards. That's crazy. Man man ran three football fields that game. That's nuts. Yeah, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of football fields. <laughs> that's a lot of football fields to run in one day. Um, yeah, that's really all the games today. Uh, Cowboys... Eight and three, uh, dunking on Clayton's poverty franchise. <laughs> you're, Just kidding, y'all. You're joining the chorus of, of anti Giants. <laughs> not anti Giants this year. Y'all look good. Seven and four. Yeah, yeah. You're you're not as vile as Noah, <laughs> <laughs> who will literally get yeah, on the pod and say Daniel Jones is trash. His words, not mine. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, I like Danny Dimes. Yeah, I do too. He's a good Vanilla Vic. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Gosh, so good. And, you know, Saquon's finally back. Football is football again yeah. with Saquon. Yeah, every, everything is right in the world, to be fair. It's true. And he's actually staying healthy this year. We're over halfway through the year, and he's still alive. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, kudos to their line and Brian Dable for being awesome. Definitely. All right. Big ups. Well, I think this is a good place to, to wrap up, you know, because otherwise we would just be running in circles around <laughs> some of the yes. other stuff. <laughs> ranting about random things yeah all right friends so when you're hearing this tomorrow or today because what i mean by today is monday when this episode comes out do group stage second round will be over and tuesday begins the chaos of all chaos so hope you're ready hope you're ready for a lot of episodes this week dawson will of course be back he'll probably be back tomorrow to be honest with you probably <laughs> clayton and i are recording tuesday um, but honestly, depending on how the U.S. does, there may, there may need to be a lot of episodes and a lot of them just being uh, therapy. <laughs> Dep- Dep- <laughs> just depending on the result. So there's going to be a lot this week, so stay tuned. But thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, rate and review on Spotify and Apple and all the fun places that you listen to the show at. Be sure to follow the both of us on Insta and Twitter and all the all the places 
Um, those things will be in the show notes. Be sure to click on those other links in the show notes for other fun things. Uh, be sure to follow the pod at Dennis Friends Pod on Instagram, especially for all the World Cup stuff that I'm posting on the stories on the daily. And be sure to email Dean. Words are hard. It's 1130 at night. Dennis and Pod at gmail.com. If you have any questions or anything that you want to say or want heard or whatever. That's all the time we have for today. But we're going to be back very, very soon. Till then, be good, do good. Peace.